Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast, WILK News Radio. That is majestic as all get out, isn't it? 10.07 here at WILK. I am Sue Henry, surprisingly sitting in for Bob Cordaro for one more day today. Who knew? But now here we are. And that's fine, too. Everybody should have vacation. It's probably good for you. I would uh, surmise I don't get to go very often anywhere, but it's fine. That's my choice. It's fine. I'm sure I could shoehorn it in if I felt like it. But no, I enjoy being somewhere every day doing something. And that's something uh, coming up momentarily, like right now, is fake news. Hit it, Johnny Lucas. Still cracks me up. I'm sorry. I'm sure the day will come when nothing cracks me up anymore and I'll think, oh, boy. Still cracks me up. All right. The way this works is I read four, count them, four news stories. Three of them are true. One of them is fake news. And Johnny Lucas gets to guess which story is fake That's the way the game works. There are no prizes. There's only glory because uh, Jake was here on Friday and we were yucking it up about how Johnny Lucas uh, had uh, some some missteps last week. But it's going to be different this week. This is a new week. This is a new chance. Everything is clean slate here at WILK. Right, Johnny Lucas? That's right. Right. And since you love those uh, live police shows, yes, I got a, a policey one for you, and you can determine whether or not this is fake news. Okay. All right, here we go. Caught on camera, deputy suspended after getting pulled over for driving 96 miles per hour in a 35-mile-per-hour zone. But that's not the real story of this story. They've kind of buried the lead. All right, that was the headline. Maybe the lead is a little bit more intriguing. Listen to this. Uh, Down in Henry County, Georgia, a Georgia County police officer got quite the surprise when he pulled over a speeding vehicle last month. Well, on patrol, Johnny Lucas's favorite show, on June 20th, a Henry County police officer pulled over a Dodge Charger that his laser clocked going 96 and a 35. 
When the officer approached the charger, he recognized the person behind the wheel as Henry County Sheriff Chief Deputy Michael Yarborough. It's a guy he worked with, Michael Yarborough. This is where it gets kind of interesting, though, because so far, eh, but here we go. In the video captured, he returns to his squad car and calls another person regarding the stop. Guess who I just pulled over, the officer says to an unnamed person on the phone. The chief deputy driving a bleepity bleep Dodge Charger, a souped up Dodge Charger belonging to the sheriff's office. I just clocked this SOB at 96 and a 35, he continues. And then he says this, should I write him? He asked the person on the phone when he is told that, of course, it's your stop and it's your decision. The officer responds, well, you know, I don't care for him. So I'm going to write his bleepity bleep. Johnny Lucas, do you believe that a police officer wouldn't like another police officer and would write up his bleepity bleep because he was going 96 and a 35? I believe that. Okay. So far, so good. All right. North Carolina DMV services expanding to grocery stores. Well, it's about time when you go to the DMV. Now you could literally starve to death while you're waiting for your turn. If it's in a grocery store, though, dot, 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 could this be true? North Carolina's Department of Division of Motor Vehicles wants to reduce the amount of in-person visits People make to their offices. Yeah, we'd like that too, by the way. It might mean getting some paperwork handled right next to the produce. Summer is the DMV's busiest season. There's a shortage of workers, and the department says not enough people are utilizing online services. All of this is causing people to have to wait. If you do the right thing and have nothing really odd happen in your life, You really only physically have to be in a driver's license office in North Carolina every 16 years. Uh, Johnny Lucas, that alone makes it unbelievable to me, said uh, Wayne Goodwin, North Carolina's DMV commissioner. This person said a significant number of people flood the DMV offices for tasks that could be accomplished online. He wants the agency to reduce in-person visits and make them a thing of the past. And they're thinking about setting up services elsewhere. We're launching later this year our first kiosk. And that will mean folks won't have to come to the DMV. And they're thinking about putting them in grocery stores. Johnny Lucas? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. That is a possibility. Okay. It could be. Here's one for you that's kind of uh, flipped on its head. In and Out Burgers alleged, I was, uh, this might have been inspired by our guest last week because we now have alleged in a headline. In and Out Burgers alleged new mask policy is causing controversy. This is unusual. West Coast chain In-N-Out Burger enjoys a pretty glowing reputation. We do not have them here yet, but you just wait. It seems to be one of the only fast food brands that's impervious to criticism from even the highest culinary echelon. I like the way this is written. Counting uh, celebrity chefs like Alton Brown among its uh, rabid fans, yet the company has come under fire multiple times for its political stances. 
aligning with a conservative Christian ethos that has been criticized for, among other things, anti-LGBTQ policies. But now uh, there's something that uh, is being alleged here, uh, that the company's pandemic stance has landed it in hot water. Um, no mask shall be worn in our store or support facility unless an associate has a medical note. So what they're saying here is unless you unless you can prove you need to wear a mask, you can't wear one anymore. Johnny Lucas. Um, mm. Mm. <laughs> and finally, that, yeah, it could be. Yeah, right? That that could that yeah that could be. I mean, if they're going to be contrarians, and I love that kind of behavior in my own life, I like to be contrary. Let's face it, you know that. Finally, could this be true? Bride is requiring all bridesmaids to get matching plastic surgery for wedding day. You know, there's these bridezillas out there, and they just cannot be stopped. That's how they are. That's how they operate. Out of Texas, in an effort to ensure her group has a cohesive look, a local woman named Taylor Wyatt reportedly informed her bridesmaids that they would get matching plastic surgery for her wedding day. I know it's a lot to ask, but it's super important that we all match for my big day, said Wyatt, who acknowledged uh, that although although the $11,000 sum she had requested uh, through Venmo was not cheap, the surgeon was the real deal and a total professional. I want the photos to look good, and it's going to look weird if we have different bodies. Trust me, guys, you're not going to regret this. It seems extreme, but Johnny Lucas, in the world that we live in now, could there be a demanding, overbearing bride who asks too much from her bridesmaids? I don't know. Johnny Lucas doesn't know. know. Well, in order uh, to do the the cliffhanger, which I like, let's take the break now. And then when we come back on the other side, you'll pick the winner. How's that? Okay. It'll be it'll be a little different. I know it's a little early, but that that doesn't mean anything. Uh, and then we'll we'll pick the winner of uh, fake news today on WILK for absolutely no prize whatsoever. Please stay tuned. Another guy from my Tiger Beat magazine back in the day. I woke up in love this morning. By the Partridge Family, 1971, written by L. Russell Brown and Erwin Levine, number 13 on Billboard, number four in Canada. Just a great song. Fight me on this. I know it's a creation in a studio because uh, the the only people that really played on those songs were David Cassidy and I believe Shirley Jones. The other ones were just for show. Weezer recorded that in 2009 and I never heard them do it, but I bet it was spectacular. And when I was in the city, I was in New York a couple of years ago and David Cassidy was playing there. And I was with my students from school, and I said, do you think I should go to this? They're like, absolutely, this is for you. How much fun will you have? And I said, a lot. So I got uh, a ticket. It was unreasonably cold there, just absolutely 
brutal. I can't remember which venue it was at, but I walked. And I got there. I was super excited because this was my guy in the 70s. I used to love David Cassidy. Get there. Go to the door. And the, the ticket, the whatever it was, however they sold it, it was fake from one of these ticket services. Fake. So I couldn't get in. Very disappointing. And uh, David Cassidy passed away. So that was that. And I got back to the hotel and I complained about it to the ticket service. And they said to me, um, why didn't you do something while you were still there? Oh, that would have been the time to do it. But then there was nothing that could be done. So I missed it. But I always loved him. And I loved the uh, music of these musical families that we are playing today on WILK. All of them. We have uh, one more absolute uh, Tiger Beat special for you coming up in the next half hour of the show. But uh, here's here's our fake news game. And, and Johnny Lucas is about to uh, take, the, take the W today because he's going to win. We had uh, the deputy who was suspended after getting pulled over for driving 96 and a 35. What made this unusual is that uh, he was stopped by someone else in the department. He asked the guy on the phone if he should write it up. The guy said, uh, do what you want because it's your stop. He said, well, I really don't care for him, so I'm going to write up his bleep. And then this guy got, the guy that stopped him got uh, suspended. We had that. And then we had uh, North Carolina DMV services going to grocery stores uh, they are saying that a lot of people could just appear once every 16 years in North Carolina for those services. But a lot of people like to go and spend the day, I guess. So they might put them in grocery store kiosks. We have the uh, In-N-Out Burger with a mask policy where they say no masks shall be worn in the store unless you have a note. And then we have a uh, Old Bridezilla here in Austin, Texas. She's a local woman who told her bridesmaids that they uh, needed to get plastic surgery for her big day. She acknowledged it was expensive, but she wanted the pictures to look good, and who doesn't? All right, Johnny Lucas, which one of these stories is fake news? I'm going with the plastic surgery. Johnny Lucas, you have uh, succeeded today beyond our wildest expectations. Thank you. Were you in doubt at any point? There was a slight doubt. (laughs) I am trying to make this so that you win. Mm -hmm. And you have. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I am uh, grateful for your participation today. Do you think Bob will make you play this when he comes back? I don't think so. I don't think so either, and that's good because you'll get a break until I come back, which will be <laughs> probably in August. So that's cool. And until then, you you can rest easy and know that no one will be bothering you. All right. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. I was asking you about songs you'd like to be played at uh, your funeral service, um, your funeral proper, your whatever. Another one bites the dust. As uh, one of uh, the people in my life says all the time, that's not nice. (laughs) I love that phrase. That's not nice. Rock and roll all night by Kiss.
Why not? The the load in song by Jackson Brown. I could see that. Um, man, this is tragic, but maybe it's okay. This this person said, "I want uh, Holla Notes." She's gone. <laughs> That's good. But this person said, my husband will probably play Happy Days Are Here Again. And that's not nice. Time keeps rolling like a river. That's uh, Alan Parsons, right? Moon River. Time for Me to Fly by Ario Speedwagon. At least there'll be smiles everywhere. Staying Alive, maybe. Darks, I'll See You on the Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. That might be okay. This one is, seems to be real. Uh, this person said, my dad always said he wanted Salisbury Hill by Peter Gabriel played at his funeral. But when he passed away unexpectedly last summer, plans to play the song in church never cropped up. I don't know if they would let you. Uh, and the person said, while well, I was giving the eulogy. I put Salisbury Hill on repeat on my phone and played it for him in my pocket the whole time. Good. I'm glad that you honored his life in in such a wonderful way. Here's one for you. When I pass from this life to the next, my wife is going to play at my funeral. Girls just want to have fun. (laughs) They just want to. I could see that as a possibility. I could see it. Not everything has to be sad. Not everything at a funeral. Sometimes there's these moments at these funerals that are uh, that are a little bit lighter and people remember uh, a deceased individual in a humorous way. And I'm not, uh, I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to remembering all sides of a person. I know you're sad because they're gone, but you're sad. They're in a better place now playing Pinochle with their loved ones and uh, meeting Benjamin Franklin and all that good stuff. There's a great song called Like a River, if you've never heard this, by Carly Simon. That song always makes me think of my mother, but I would never have played it at her funeral because she would have gotten back at me and said, what are you doing? Don't do that. Why are you messing around? You know I just want to uh, on eagle's wings how how dare you bring these modern songs that song is about a, a mother and daughter relationship and it's just it, it's so so poignant all right you know we've made it halfway through our show this morning on WILK and we really haven't talked that much about uh, politics but we may change that just shortly Kamala Harris in a tweet this is maybe the reason they should take Twitter away I'm not sure maybe Twitter is good for content but oftentimes when someone puts something on Twitter, it then becomes the story. And maybe that's what's intended. Maybe when these little nuggets go up on Twitter, it is very, very purposeful and it's very, very thoughtful. People are behind the scenes thinking, well, what's going to make uh, individuals talk about my person? Something that was put up on the Twitter account of Kamala Harris is uh, it's a head scratcher i'll tell you after we take the break um also uh where which american cities have the worst drivers this is across the country it's not necessarily here although you may think in your mind 
where is the place that I go that has the worst drivers? Which local city to you has the most meatheads? Which one? Driving has become more and more problematic for normal people. Normal people who are just trying to drive, they're not six hours late for work. They haven't realized, holy smokes, I was supposed to be at work at 4 o'clock this morning. It's 1030. I've got to get there. We do run into a lot of meatheads driving, and I'm not quite sure where they're going, but I I always hope in my head when I get mad that they're on the way to the hospital to donate a kidney because that's the way you're driving. Other than that, what's the problem? I don't understand. You should have started sooner. Anyway, we'll we'll take those up after the, the break here on WILK. We'll also have our weather forecast and, of course, uh, more songs done by musical families during the course of this show. I'm Sue Henry. I'm in for Bob Cordaro. It's 1030. Here's your break. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Hazy, sunny, hot and humid, isolated storm later today. Typical weather here now for the last, oh, I don't know, week and a half, two weeks. High 88 tonight, partly cloudy, low 68. Partly sunny tomorrow, humid, scattered showers and storms. High 88. Sunny and dry for Wednesday, lower humidity. High only 85. And Thursday, partly sunny with a shower or thunderstorm. And a high of 85. We have 74 degrees. Partly sunny with some fog here at WILK. You you may remember the days when the the vice presidents would do wacky things and people would say, oh, my gosh, a heartbeat away from the president. How could this be true? What's going on here? And I point to Dan Quayle, who once misspelled potato, and you would swear that the entire world was coming to an end. Remember those days? Of course you do. Oh, my goodness, this guy is so stupid. If anything happens to the president, this is what we will have. Well... Step aside, Dan Quayle, because we have Kamala Harris, who says some wacky stuff. She says wacky stuff about the culture. She says uh, wacky stuff about uh, top national issues. And I don't know if this is by mistake or design, because as you've heard me mention, I don't trust anything anymore. I just don't. I don't know what the agenda is for people. I don't know if this is just uh, pure fakery. I'm not sure if this is done to make us think that uh, Kamala Harris could never be the president. I'm not sure if this is being done to shoo her out in case there's an issue with uh, the president that we have. I'm not sure what it is. But some of this stuff is just Beyond the beyond, and this is one for I have two actually because somebody texted me and said, is this what you're going to talk about? And I said to myself, no, but that is also quite insidious if you want to know the truth. Here's uh, your vice president. I might read it twice because I want you to focus. And when I just read it once, you'll, your, your eyes will be rolling into the back of your head. So you might be, not be able to, but listen to me. This is what she said on uh, July 15th. The, was that over the weekend? Look at her go. You go, girl. Work all weekend. The climate crisis doesn't impact all communities equally. Low-income, rural, native communities and communities of color are often the hardest hit. Uh, simply put, Kamala Harris is telling you that the climate crisis in its own self is racist. 
or is she? To help address this inequity, we're ensuring that overlooked and underserved communities benefit from climate and clean energy products. Jeez Louise. Let me read it again because I said I would and I want you to grasp the narrative. The climate crisis doesn't impact all communities equally. Low-income, rural, native communities and communities of color are often the hardest hit. To address this inequity, we're ensuring that overlooked and underserved communities benefit from climate and green energy projects. I know what you're saying. Do you have an example of why this might be nonsense? I have one. Right, right off the, uh, right off the top of my head. Here's one for you. You know how you could shop for energy. Maybe you take advantage of this, and I suggest that every single person does it. There's a, a spot. It's the official spot of Pennsylvania. PPL always publishes what their energy rate is, and there are other entities that are on this uh, exchange. And they publish what their energy rates are. So I had one. I had an energy rate, and it was X, and it was pretty good. And I didn't realize that it ran out. They give you a a period of time for the rate to stay the same. There are also variable rate ones, but those scare the life out of me because I, I've seen in the past people write stories about how they they got a variable rate when it was low, and then they didn't realize that it was super high and they got super killed on the rate. So during the pandemic, when uh, we were all not very busy, I noticed that my rate had escalated wildly and preposterously to some kind of unimaginable level. It was disgusting. So I called them up. They're like, well, we had to do it this way because this is what it costs us. They were a green energy company. I sent to them, this is outrageous. Something has got to be done. And they gave me a refund because they had really crushed me because they were involved in green energy and their price was astonishingly higher. So, Kamala, I don't know if this is going to work. And I believe that... There, There is something afoot here with changing temperatures. But I also believe that it's not as, as uh, catastrophic as we hear. And um, I believe that there are certain individuals who are prone to just getting involved in this and uh, pushing a message. And because they scream so loud, everybody thinks, oh! <gasps> I think we we need to see more. All right, here comes uh here comes Donald of Pittston. Don, what Donald? What say you? Uh, what I think, Vice President, I think it's going to be they'd have to make it uh, Biden carry ticket. John Kerry's VP. You're kidding. He knows all. You're, no, well, no, he fought, He's he's going to be. He was not a good presidential candidate, Donald. I don't think that he's going to be a. a I don't. I know. Well. He, <laughs> You, you figure he knows everybody, all the foreign diplomats and stuff. He's Secretary of State. Uh, I don't know if Kamala's up to the job. I think that might wind up with a Biden carry ticket. I'm just flown it. 
There's nobody else out there. What about and, uh, uh, Gavin Newsom? Oh, uh, he's said uh, no. Why? What's wrong with him? Well, he's much too far to the left. You, you don't think stuff. John Kerry's far to the left? Are you kidding me? Yeah, he's far to the left, but uh, if you really look at the internals in Boston, the education, I think the number one in the country is Massachusetts for colleges and stuff. Uh, yeah, I would I would have to, if I had a, I'd have to say Biden, uh, Biden carries. I wouldn't be surprised if you see that. Because who, who else is there? Buttigieg? Uh, no, he's just the only one that has the, the gravitas to take the job, you know? That's how you look at it. He, yeah, he so wasn't that, when I worked with him in 204, because I was friends with John Hines, you know, before John Hines, I, I supported him, I knew his wife good. When I worked with him in 204, he was much more of a centrist, uh, if, you, if you look at his speeches and stuff, and about keeping jobs in America and stuff. He well, just went a little over to the left. Yeah, I, I mean, that was a long time ago. So I don't know yeah. if people can, which, which one will they accept? I don't know if they're going to say, oh, that's the guy that he is. They'll probably go. I'm going to be honest with you. He, he's, I, I have to say this. I, I feel, I, I think that he uh, somehow is a, I don't know if Kamala could do the job. If not against her, I don't know if she's ready yet. I don't. People think she's ready. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, I know Donald. I she's you know, she's a non-starter. She's not ready. She doesn't yeah, they, have the. Yeah, it's got to be John. It's got to be John Kerry. Right. If I'm, I'm advising, I'm, I'm, I have to put John Kerry there. Well, are not you? That I have a tie to him. Yeah, are but you advising it's with Donald? Heinz family, but I have to put John Kerry in the second spot. I'm sorry. All right, good enough. I haven't heard that one yet, but Donald told you what's going to happen. So we'll stay tuned, and we'll find out. Five seven zero eight eight three. Zero zero nine eight one eight hundred four three seven zero zero nine eight. I also have uh, something else that uh, Kamala Harris said recently that has, uh, according to Newsweek, not the Weekly World News or the Onion, uh, sparked anger and conspiracy theories. What doesn't? Everything that comes out of your mouth sparks anger and a conspiracy theory, doesn't it? Pretty much, and also. Another uh, great, great musical family for bumping music on the other side. So stay tuned. How about it? Number one in 1971. Five weeks. One Bad Apple by the Osmonds. That song was written by a guy named George Jackson. And uh, he was thinking that the Jackson Five would actually be suited for that song. It was turned down by that group. The Osmonds took it. The Jackson 5 decided to record ABC instead, which was also a big hit, so not like they lost out on this. Interesting, though. We're doing the music of uh, family groups today on WILK at the uh, behest of Paul Michaels, who does the news in the afternoon. He suggested it, and I thought it was a great idea. Because uh, not all good ideas come from me. In fact, a lot of lousy ones come from me. But we were talking a little bit about the the things that Kamala Harris says in her public speaking. There was another one the other day that has uh, gotten the world talking, and it's called a gaffe. Some people are suggesting that Kamala Harris was just, just speaking the truth, and now they're just trying to reel the truth back. She delivered a speech in Baltimore and described the Democrats' plans to cut greenhouse gas emissions by ha- in half by 2030 and reach net zero emissions by 2050. Pretty ambitious. 
Greenhouse gases cut in half by 2030. Is she going to make China do that too? India? Is she just doing it for us? What's going on? Why do we always have to be in this position? Why are we always pinned into the corner by these guys? Other people are putting greenhouse gases in the air as well. And to be honest, I think the United States is is doing a fairly good job on their end. But this is what she said. And was she tell, was she truth telling when she said this? Or did she have a gaffe? Quote, when we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Well, I'm telling you, if you reduce the population, few of them will be breathing clean air and drinking clean water because they simply, what was that about? (laughs) There was no indication, according to Newsweek, that Harris was actually outlining a plan to reduce the population of the world during the speech in order to combat the effects of climate change or other political goals. And instead, uh, she perhaps merely misspoke. But in the official transcript from the White House, the word population is crossed out and replaced with pollution, which Harris was, quote unquote, meant to have said. What, what does she mean? Could she really speak these? Yeah, we're just going to reduce the population and then there'll be more clean air for the children. Yikes and enemies. All right, it's 1050 at WILK. Here comes your Bloomberg Money Minute. That is the original version of Never Can Say Goodbye, which Gloria Gaynor had a huge hit with later on in life. At the time, written by Clifton Davis, it was written not for the Jackson 5 at all nor the Osmonds. It was written for the Supremes. However, the powers that be at Motown decided it would be better for the Jackson 5 to do the song, and it featured 11-year-old Michael Jackson singing a serious song about love while accompanied by his brothers. It was a number two hit. It was kept out of the number one spot by the legendary track Joy to the World by Three Dog Night. If you ask me what the number one song in America today is at the moment, I would not know. Would not know. I know all these songs, however. I think that everything has changed. I think that people are no longer as obsessed with music as they used to be. I don't think that young people spend the kind of time that a lot of us spent listening to music on the radio. I just don't think it's happening. I believe that young people are more visual And I believe that they like to watch things rather than listen. Although listening is is on on the comeback. It just is. There's nothing that can stop it. And I think that's fabulous. I know a lot of these podcasts that are out today also come with some kind of a video component. However, I think the pure listening is huge. And there's vast opportunity for people that want to hear words. The music, maybe not as much, and I could be completely wrong, but I used to ask young people, uh, what kind of music do you like? And they'd say, whatever's on the radio. And that, to me, is counterintuitive to what I used to do when I was younger. I, I would uh, listen and and then know everything. <laughs> it wouldn't be casual with me. I'd find it out. Someone said that's because there is no good music. 
I don't believe that is true, but I do believe that there's not as much good u- music as there used to be because people aren't as interested in making it. <laughs> it could be. I'm not sure. I just feel totally different. And I we used to be obsessed with what was on the charts, what was the chart position, what's new. Did I ever hear this before? Do I like this? And we were also talking about uh, Kamala Harris and uh, saying in a speech the other day in Baltimore, when we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce the population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Now, they say that she didn't mean population, that she meant pollution. That would, of course, change the entire dynamic of this quote, but is it is it true? And once again, I, I think that due to the the use of technology and due to uh, the the incredible, incredible regulatory standards that are used in this country for the production of energy, I believe the United States actually produces energy from fossil fuels better than any country there is. That we're, To me, just me speaking here, you don't have to believe me, but I believe we're doing a, a marvelous job in this regard. And all this demonization of, of energy production just seems so misguided. Where do you think you're going to get the – the power for the electric cars anyway it's going to it's going to come from electricity and that's man it's it's made from fossil fuels so what are you even doing a lot of this is just uh is just optics and if you pay attention more you would realize that it's it's silly now if we can do these things in a manner that is cost effective and really does work i'm for it the more that we can make i agree I just think we're not there yet and uh, we're getting some of the components from very unstable regimes around the world that aren't very nice, to be honest with you. It's 11 o'clock at WILK and uh, we will return, I'll tell you, on the other side. Uh, The cities where people believe the worst drivers are. I would think New York City right off the top of my head, but I didn't read the list yet, so I don't know. Although there's a lot of skill involved in driving in New York. So does that make them the worst? Maybe it makes them the best because the traffic there is outrageous. It's fast. And to my knowledge, I've never seen a wreck there, although people drive like there could be one in uh, 10 seconds. Here comes Paula with the news on WILK. I'm Sue Henry. I'm sitting in for Bob Cadaro. He will return tomorrow. Stay tuned. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 